Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our daily Musar We are up to day number 80 today, Baruch Hashem, as we will wrap up chapter 15 and with it the Midah of Precious. Previously on Hachzeik, we were in the middle of discussing how to acquire Precious, and we're going to wrap that up here and finish up with that which detracts from the Midah of Precious as the Ramchal does, and then Sum up the chapter for us. Vitamins is sure. Ukashayagalas asma be yasma be you know. LMS has those when someone accustoms himself to constantly think about this truth that we've been discussing. That the, the physical pleasures of this world are so fleeting and worthless and destructive. Slowly but surely, he'll free himself from the, the, the jail, the shackles of foolishness. That our physical nature subjugates us with. And you will no longer be tempted by these these um, these deceptive deceptive types, deceptive pleasures. Oh, the yimas behen, the opposite. He'll 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 hate them. He'll, he'll be disgusted by them. And he realizes he'll recognize with absolute clarity that only things that are worthwhile in this world is that which is essential to his well-being that he needs. We discussed in the previous two chapters. So that wraps up how to acquire precious on, on considering, considering how fleeting and harmful these pleasures can be. Givaldic. So now, what takes away from precious? What do we have to look out for? The same way that someone that does focus on the silliness and fleetingness and fakeness of, of physical pleasure, Gorim Kniyasa Precious, which brings about the Mida Precious, you can acquire it through, through thinking of these things. Saying the opposite is true. If you're ignorant of, of such thoughts, then is, is, you're going to lose it. You're not going to be able to acquire uh, Precious. What else detracts from Precious? Hanging out a lot with the, the you know the high society, the hush of a people, with pomp and circumstance, who run after honor and frivolousness, a lot of material presence, always party all day, every day. Because if you put yourself and subject yourself to that, and you see such extravagance and opulence, it's impossible that you're not going to have even a little bit of a desire, at least, um, to, to be jealous of what they have and want it. Even if you don't, you know, fail and actually you can, you, you're able to control yourself and not pursue it actively, still, it's still going to be a battle for you. You're putting yourself in a makam sakana. You're putting yourself in a spiritual sakana. It's a, it's a spiritual, dangerous, dangerous place for you to be in. And this is what Shlomo said in Kuala's, it's better to go to a house of mourning than a, than a house of of feeding, uh, feasting than, than a party house. Why? Because exactly like we're saying, you go to a party house, you're seeing all this indulgence, indulgence and opulence and pomp and circumstance and all this exciting, fun, crazy stuff, and it's it's gonna only potentially at least distract you and draw you towards those things to make it a battle and more of a battle than you need to avoid those things and 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 not be distracted by those things. You go to a base level. What are people talking about? Talking about life and death. Talking about the what, the positive qualities of a person at the end of their life of what they what they had to show for the time on this earth. Obviously, that's more more of an an environment that would arouse within someone closest to Hashem contemplation of important things and withdrawing from that um, from those physical temptations and pleasures that take us away from Hashem. Um, not the opposite. 
What's the best thing for, for us to acquire precious? Solitude, being away from other people. Because by doing so, you're not only just removing the, the physical pleasures of this world from your eyes. So if I'm not seeing them, you starve, you starve your, even your eyes from these things. Automatically, you remove your desire, your draw, your drive for these things as well from your heart. This is what David Melch said in Tehillim when he was praising the ideas of, of, of his bodhidus of going out and being in solitude. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, David Melch would say. I would wander afar and dwell in the wilderness, Sela. Meaning what? If only, if only I could just be out on my own in the wilderness, that's where I want to be. Same thing with the Nevi'im. What do they say? I'm sorry, not what they said. We see in Melacham Aleph, Melacham Beis, where where did they hang out? Where did they, where was their dwelling places? Where did they where did where would they primarily spend time? In the mountains. That's where they lived. Why? Because they wanted to be in solitude. We hear about these you know monks and gurus that they go out in the middle of nowhere. There's something to that. You're removing yourself fully from all the distractions and trappings and drawings of, of the heavenly Olam Hazah. And even the, the early Chachamim Chassidim followed in the, in the, in the ways of David HaMelech, of, of, of Barnaviyam, like we know the Rashbi and his, and, and his son Rabbi Lezer. They spent time in the, in, the, in, the, in the cave for 12 years. They buried themselves fully in sand up to their necks. Obviously, extreme, extreme Esbodidus levels. And they reached, obviously, you know, the story say that they came out and they, they, they burned people with their eyes. They reached this they had to go back in. As, as the story goes. Why? Because they found that this is the number one means to acquiring precious. So that they aren't impacted by the foolishness of those that surround them, that are around them, so that they, they would pursue the same foolish things. So they avoid the people and the distractions of the physical material world. And by doing so, they starve themselves from that and eventually remove and, and no longer feel a draw towards those things. The Ramchal is about to tell us a warning that we've been, I've been saying many, many times. is very important all across the board, especially by Precious. Well, we need to be very careful that when pursuing Precious, don't jump to an extreme and skip steps all the way to a far, far level, high madriga precious in a moment. This is not going to be successful. Rather, little by little, slowly pull yourself away from things, deprive yourself of things, slowly but surely. One day, he acquires a little bit of precious, and the next day, a little bit more. Until it becomes completely second nature of him to not be drawn to these things. It becomes completely natural to him to not be drawn to these things and to not be overindulgent in things. Givaldic. Summary of chapter 15 of Precious. How to acquire Precious. The most effective way to acquire Precious is to internalize the idea that indulging in physical pleasures is simply not worthwhile. On the surface, these pleasures seem very attractive, but that is largely an illusion. In reality, the enjoyment they provide is far less than one imagines, and whatever good feeling there is dissipates in short order and is soon forgotten. What is more, indulging in physical pleasures can be harmful to the body as well as the soul. Training oneself to think this way gradually weakens one's desire for these pleasures and greatly eases the task of avoiding them whenever they are not necessary for one's well-being. 
because the sight of pleasurable things stimulates one's imagination and excites one's desires, a person attempting to acquire this trait must take care to avoid seeing pleasurable objects and activities. In this regard, the best preventative measure is to seclude oneself as much as possible from people who cherish such things and even from broader society as a whole. Finally, just as precious in general is not for everyone, as explained in chapter 13, so too, not every level of precious is appropriate for everyone aspiring to this trait. Extreme care must be taken to proceed slowly in withdrawing from physical pleasures. To do otherwise is a recipe for failure. Givaldic. Givaldic. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. That, so the, a major theme here that we see is, is something that I've mentioned a couple of times, the idea of starving, starving yourself from things that you want to avoid, things that you want to remove from your life. There are certain, we see certain temptations, give physical, achila, physical pleasures that we, we, we indulge in. So we find ourselves, we really enjoy a certain type of certain physical material pleasure. And we can't even imagine, we can't even imagine a life of, of not wanting this thing. We just so naturally automatically desire this thing and we so much enjoy it and run after it. Even if cerebrally, intellectually, we could see this thing is really great for me. It's not really good for me. It may even hurt me in certain ways, but we just keep chasing it. We keep chasing it. By starving ourselves of this thing, by removing ourselves of this thing, over time, it's not going to be, again, the, the battle gets easier. It's not going to be that it's just going to be hard every single day indefinitely it's just going to be a struggle oh man i'm, I'm deprived and deprived and deprived no if you starve yourself from a taiva you'll see over days that, that, that i've heard some people say for 40 days you can control yourself 40 days from any any specific taiva you'll see you're, you by starving it you decrease you weaken you weaken its control its drive that's one really important thing and i'll end with just a muscle from Rabbi nachman of breslov which i think really uh, summarizes the idea of appreciation specifically when it comes to the the heavily alamhaza the physical pleasure of this world and how the Yitzhar does such an incredible job to draw us after it, even though very clearly the Ramchal is making a very compelling argument uh, to the contrary. Uh, there was once a, a man that was traveling through a town, and he walked around the town, he walked in, and he went over to the townspeople, and he went like this. He's like, do you want to see what's in my hand? You, you got you got to see what's in my hand. And, they're, and some people are like, oh, what's in there? He's like, you, come, you got to, I'll show you. Just follow me. You, you got to see. It's incredible. And then a few people start following him, and like, okay, show us, show us. He's like, no, no, I, I want more people to see. I, 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 don't, I don't want to deprive other people of it. And he, and he walks to, to the other side of town. And people are following him. And, and then by this time, a small little crowd gathered around him. And then he travels to the next city. And he goes, oh, you want to see what's in my hand? Want to see what's in my hand? And by this time, hundreds of people are going, what? This guy, what is he got? It must be the most incredible thing. He's, he's uh, what a salesman. He's selling whatever. Finally, there's thousands of people around him. And he's in town square. And he's on the front of everyone. And he's, okay, ready for the big reveal? He opens his hands. And then nothing. There's nothing in his hands. This is exactly what the Yitzhahara does. Ezra Mkha lays out so clearly. It looks so shiny and delicious and exciting, all these these uh, wonderful pleasures of this world that Hashem gave us in this world. And 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 there's opportunity to enjoy a lot of these things in a good way. And and again, we're talking about a parsh, which is a big madrega, and we're not, you know, we're not expected to read such a madrega. But the Yitzhar is so good and making us chase after and be like, oh yeah, if only all oh, that's what I want, that's what I want. And then uh, how much do we all know? The moment even we get it, the moment after we enjoy it, we look back and be like, ah. It wasn't worth it. Whether it was, it was, it was, it was mamish. It was hot air. It was hot air. Halavai, halavai. We should be zochet to really, really, really think about this. I know we just spent a few days on this chapter, and these chapters about precious, but contemplating, going out, spending, really, be be a weirdo. Go out, go out by yourself. Go into find find a tree somewhere, or a group of trees. Find a forest. Find a secluded place. Spend some time there. Focus on your relationship with Hashem. Don't focus. Don't be distracted by all the things and the, and the shiny bells and whistles of this world. And slowly but surely, we see when we think about, we remove ourselves as much as we can within within reason, within healthy reason. 
of these distractions, of the, the pomp and circumstance of this world. And we, and we contemplate very clearly and, and review in our minds, just rationally speaking, how these things are, the, the goodness of these things are so fleeting and, 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 and fake so much of the time. And the potential damage that, 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 that they can bring is, is, is really real, so real. And we know it. If, we, if we're honest with ourselves, we know it. The more we do that, the more and more we'll weaken the drive, we'll weaken the time, we'll weaken the temptations. And we'll see, it'll get easier and easier to the point where it's second nature to us. We, we, we aren't even drawn. We aren't even drawn or distracted by these things. And once we're not drawn and distracted by these things, Mamela, our guf, is, it becomes a, a, a secondary partner and our shama is able to, to take their pri primary seat as the driver of, of, of our motivation and, and our behaviors and our, and our machshavas only towards our service of Hashem and our, and our pursuit of that. So we should be zochah halavai. and looking forward tomorrow to continue with the next shlav in our pursuit of chasidus with the midah of tahara, of purity. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shir by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shir, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.